Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share what I've learned through years of living on the road through research and experimentation, so that if you're like me and you spend a lot of time away from home, you can not only survive, but thrive, even when you're out of your element. And today we start part two of a four-part series on chaos and routine uh, when it comes to traveling all the time. And so our last episode was all about the negative physiological and health effects of constant chaos and uncertainty and change. And so uh, today we're going to flip it a little bit more positive and talk about how we can counteract some of that chaos. Uh, and we can do that by adding some routine into our schedule. Um, so I pulled up a couple of different articles that I thought were really good. One here is from uh, the website Real Simple um, and talking about your daily routines not being mundane, but that are actually keeping you sane and healthy. Um, so I wanted to highlight a couple of things here uh, that they wrote. Routine requires very little conscious thought, freeing our brain to focus on more complex tasks. Um, this makes everyday tasks like commuting to work, brushing our teeth, taking a shower, and so on second nature. So we can pay more attention to other parts of our lives. Um, and that's pretty self-explanatory and everyone kind of knows that. Um, but with all of the uncertainty with our schedules, people like us who constantly live on the road, um, building in specific routines, even in uncertain environments, um, can do absolute wonders for our mental health, our physical health, emotional, um, and being able to carry on and uh, and carry out our goals, even though we're not necessarily in our own bed or eating at home, etc. Um, so some of these uh, benefits that they list here, obviously, routine encourages healthy habits. Um, and since you can, they wrote, since humans typically choose options that are easier than others, and since routines become automatic and require little decision making, the study that they're talking that they they cite here concluded that developing routines within individuals' current lifestyles will help increase adherence to healthcare recommendations. Uh, and so, encouraging healthy habits when we're in an uncertain environment, obviously, it's very easy for us to um, to uh, choose suboptimal um, options. When we're talking about eating at restaurants, it's very e very easy to order the high calorie food that's you know deep fried, etc., because it tastes really good. And when we've already had to make a ton of decisions throughout our day because we're in an uncertain environment, we get decision fatigue, and it becomes much more difficult to make the right choice, even though we really want to most of the time. Um, there's been a lot of studies on decision making done. And it turns out that the human being makes about 35,000 decisions a day, believe it or not. Um, and that's yeah. as simple as, you know, whether or not to hit the snooze button and moving on from there, whether or not to put, you know, a little bit more cream or sugar in your coffee and all these little things that we make decisions on every day, they add up. And there's a certain point where we just have no, no capacity left to make decisions. <clears throat> and when we put ourselves in uncertain environments, living on the road, it makes it all that more difficult. And so putting in these routines that we don't have to think about, that are the, making the right decisions without having to make a decision, can really help us feel a lot more calm, cool, collected, and perform better when we're not at home. Um, the other thing they list here is that routines allow you to maximize your time. 
Um, so if you were to track your daily actions, you'd likely find that responding to text messages adds an additional half hour to one work assignment, or having dozens of tabs open on your computer is more distracting than beneficial. So creating routines and time blocks, we can check off every deliverable because we have reserved our time and our mental power. So when you're creating these routines, if you know physical fitness is something that you um, that you really care about, or um, seeing you know seeing more of the place that you're visiting while you're there rather than just working the whole time or proper nutrition um, or meditation or journaling or you know writing or whatever it is that you you want to be able to do but you find yourself not doing it when you're out of your home environment creating these time blocks in your schedule so that they are automatically part of your day and will not only ensure they get done, but will ensure you have a lot more satisfaction um, and peace, even though you're in an uncertain environment. They help you achieve your goals, which again, self-explanatory, um, and they fight against depression, which is something that is something that um, I don't think we talk about enough necessarily. Um, but when we're constantly in chaos, chaotic environments, we're in different airports, we're in different hotels, we're in different cities, um, toll on our mental health is exorbitant. And over time, we can experience depression. We can also experience smaller things like just general day-to-day -day burnout or not feeling the motivation to go after our goals, etc. Um, and so routines can really, really help with that. Um, as mundane as they may seem, um, putting in, you know, 10 minutes for yourself to just reflect on your day and making sure you do that again and again when they become routine um, they give us a sense of calm, a sense of peace, and they allow us to re-energize for the things that we really need to focus our mental attention on. Um, they're calming and comforting, and they ensure that we have enough time for what energizes us, which, again, is, is sort of part and parcel of what we've already talked about. Um, but by giving us routine, by giving ourselves routine in our chaotic lives when we live on the road, um, it gives us that time to sort of recalibrate and be able to focus more on what really drives us and what really excites us. Um, because we can only do so much of that in a day before work burned out. All right. And the next article I brought up um, was from webmd.com and it just talks about um, the physio or the psychological benefits of routines. And they go through a couple of these um, here, your stress level will fall. So we talked about in the last episode that, Cortisol is very high and chronic stress over and over and over again when you travel um, can lead to a lot of negative health outcomes and negative life satisfaction. So if you can build some routines into your schedule that you can do no matter where you are, you're going to find your level of stress will fall even though you're in an uncertain environment. So for me personally, that is um, something I love to do is run and I've got running gear for every environment, every weather and it's easy to pack and carry on. Same with my meals. I've got um, my protein shake that I, con that, I, that I use sort of the same ingredients um, for every meal so that I know I'm getting a balanced nutrition with high protein first thing in the day. I pack those in Ziploc bags with a little blender shaker cup. And so having these routines that know that I'm setting myself up for success regardless of what happens around me um, really helps our, my stress level fall anyways. You'll sleep better. If you're like me and you're constantly changing time zones, you know, the sun will rise at a different time, it will set at a different time, and you might be jet lagged all the time. And that makes sleep really, really hard. Also, if you're like me and you're entertaining clients, 
then you could be, you know, out at a dinner, you know, at home, you might eat dinner at six o'clock at night. And that might be the last food that you have for the evening. When you're out with clients, it could be 10, 11 o'clock at night, you could be having drinks with dinner. Um, and all of a sudden, it completely throws off your sleep schedule. So building routine into your day when you're traveling will help you sleep better as well. You'll enjoy better health and all of that comes from all the other things we talked about and you'll be happier. If you have a schedule, it says here you can build time for play and we do need play time too. So if it's, it says here reading, playing a video game, watching birds, um, downtime is good for your mental health. And so if you build routine into your schedule, you will have time to do the things that you want to do. And that may be reading for half an hour before bed. It may be journaling, blogging, whatever, watching YouTube videos or Netflix. Um, so all of those are really, really important um, health benefits that we get from building a routine in our schedule, even when we're not in a routine environment per se. Pulled up one other article um, that I thought was really good too. Um, this is from a website called Clockwise or getclockwise.com. Um, it talks about um, seven benefits for um, daily routine. I think it was seven benefits of daily routine. Um, and they just had some really cool gems here that I wanted to bring out. So there's researchers from the Department of Psychology um, in Hong Kong um, and School of Social Work from Israel and the Department of Psychology in the UK. Two types of daily routines. There's primary and secondary. Primary routines are less negotiable things like how you eat, getting enough sleep, maintaining personal hygiene. Secondary routines are things like hobbies, leisure, and social activities, exercising, work, and study. And both of those are important to maintaining a healthy life and positive mental health. But if you run into constraints, whether they be money, time, or energy, prioritize your primary habits over your secondary ones. So a lot of us have those sort of non-negotiables on a daily basis. And what I've tried to do over the last couple of years in my life as I work on optimizing my physical mental and emotional health and happiness, even though I travel an insane amount. Um, last year, the final tally was I was in hotels at least 115 nights last year. Um, and that doesn't include all the days of travel to and from getting to those hotels, plus the hectic schedule on it. And that does include hotels that are outside my regular chain, because that happens as well. If you don't have your regular chain that you stay at uh, in a specific town and Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. So you know, all in all, I traveled probably over 50% of the year um, where I wasn't sleeping in my own bed in my own environment. What I've tried to do is make more and more of what I would call secondary um, routines, turn them into primary, turn them into non-negotiable routines. So fitness, running, weightlifting, my nutrition, non-negotiable, um, meditating, non-negotiable, um, all of those things that we can move into this primary routine rather than something I do often and like to do, but it's still negotiable. Like for example, journaling, or I don't read necessarily every day for pleasure um, or play music or those other things that I like to do that I would do often, almost daily when I'm at home. Um, because they're secondary, they're the first things to go on the road. And if you have a lot of secondary things, then all of them will go when you're on the road because you just simply don't have the capacity to do everything when you're constantly making decisions about uncertain events, if that makes sense. Um, another benefit here is that they, they talk about getting ill less frequently. Um, so think about the habits that promote health and those that diminish it. 
And if you can build in things like your into your routine, like nutrition and fitness, um, that you can do no matter where you are or what happens, you will get sick less often. And sickness can absolutely throw us for a loop for sometimes weeks at a time. So anything to keep us less sick, and that could include proper supplementation, vitamins. Um, it could include, you know, it, these days it could still include wearing a mask when you go out in public or when you're on an airplane uh, or, a, a, you know, a city bus or a taxi or public transit of any sort. Um, routine gives better outcomes for kids. So um, this podcast obviously isn't really focused on kids. Hopefully kids are not traveling the amount that you and I are. Um, but you know that at home, you know, going to bed at the same time, eating proper food, eating dinner at the same time, um, building, uh, building family bonding time into your daily routine, all help kids perform better in school, etc. Um, and it helps them behave better. Children crave routine and we don't lose that as we grow older. We just tend to deal with less of it as we grow older. And it's something that we can do ourselves a lot of favor if we think about why kids benefit from routine and how we can build that into our own schedules, it will help us all be a lot happier and healthier. Less stress, we already talked about. Better overall health, again, is self-explanatory. Higher productivity, though. Um, so we talked about, uh, in the previous article, about time blocking. But if there are certain things that you know you want to accomplish, um, and if you've ever, you know, we're at the, the beginning of the new year right now, a lot of people set New Year's resolutions. What happens two weeks into the year? They're gone out the window, right? Um, because they were never built into a routine and they never became non-negotiable. So if you use routines to increase your productivity, you will find that you can accomplish things more. When I wrote my first book, uh, it's called Sales Meets Marketing. Um, I didn't set out to write a book, but I knew that I wanted to write. And so I set aside an hour every Monday and every Thursday, and it was non-negotiable that that was writing time. And it didn't matter what I wrote. It didn't matter if it was good. It didn't matter if it came out the way I wanted it to. Um, but that was my time that no matter what else was going on, that was my writing time. It didn't matter where in the world I was. And as it turned out in the course of a year, it made a book. And so if you schedule the time in your calendar to do the things that you know you want to do and force them to become routine, you will be amazed at how productive you can be once a few months or, or a few years goes by just by simply doing those things. Um, Rick Rubin uh, has been on a couple podcasts lately, and one of the things he said is that we, we should never, ever do anything creative in expectation of an outcome. And I thought that was really powerful. The thing that we do, we do for the sake of doing it. And the outcome is secondary. Whatever happens, happens when you release a creative work in the world, but that really goes for anything. Um, in our careers, you know, we're not doing the job for, well, some of us are, but um, I would argue that the real satisfaction does not come out of doing things for the end result or doing things for the accolades or doing things for the money, but doing them for the sake of doing them because creation is at the core of being human. Um, and uh, so I think building those things into your calendar as set times, I do this at this time, regardless of where I am and what's happening, um, will help us be more productive. And then of course, out of that comes a more meaningful life. Um, if we can be more productive, if we, if we can be healthier, if we can be less stressed and more calm, we're going to have a more meaningful life at the end of the day. And we're going to put things out into the universe that we are happy with and proud of because we are focused on being the best we can be for ourselves and being true to ourselves.
And then lastly, wouldn't be an episode of the Road Coach podcast if I didn't bring up a study, uh, but this is from the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, um, and this is a behavioral medicine review, and uh, it was talking about the importance of creating habits and routines. So I just highlighted a couple things here that I thought were really relevant. Um, they start by talking about the, the concept of an apple a day keeps the doctor away, um, and of course, eating more fruit will naturally make you healthier, but the idea is that um, it's creating a new habit or a new routine to eat healthier, not just eating something once. Um, and, and so they've, I've highlighted here, perhaps the most important takeaway message is to eat nutritious foods regularly. The term lifestyle change inherently means that changes are made such that they can be followed for the lifetime of an individual. Implementation of a lifestyle change implies that a routine is followed and habits are formed. A healthy lifestyle includes habitual consumption of nutritious foods, regular physical activity, and consistent sleep. When days are less structured, like people like us, such as the summer months when school is at a session, children are more prone to engage in obesogenic behaviors. <clears throat> as a result, most children, irrespective of their weight status, gain weight over the summer. And it also says a bedtime routine is associated with increased family functioning and improved sleep habits. The same thing goes for us. When days are less structured, as they often are on the road, because we're dealing with uncertain events, flight delays, uh, taxis that take longer than they should, traffic, um, customers in need of attention. The days are less structured. We may have an idea of how the day is going to go or an idea of how a trip is going to go, but so many uncertain events throw themselves at us that we need to build these routines in to ensure that we are functioning at our best. They also state here, observational research indicates that individuals in good health engage in highly routine health behaviors. For example, those successful at maintaining weight loss often eat the same foods, engage in consistent exercise, and do not skip meals. Um, there is a saying that I often repeat, or a quote from Archilochus. He was an ancient Greek philosopher and warrior and poet. Um, then, and it's one of my sort of mantras that I constantly go back to, but um, he said that human beings do not rise to the level of their expectations. They fall to the level of their training. And he was speaking that in terms of battle, meaning, you know, you can think you're going to be this grand warrior in the heat of the battle, um, but reality, how you perform is how you train. And so all of this is about building better training into our days so that when it comes time to perform, we perform the way we've trained. Um, also, it's been estimated that only about 50% of patients adhere to their long-term treatment plan, and that's because they have not formed a routine out of it. They've not formed a habit. They state that it's important to know the difference between a routine and a habit. Habits are associated with a cue. For example, washing one's hand after, hands after using the restroom is a habit because hand washing is associated with the event of using the restroom. Like a routine, a habit requires little conscious thought. However, after prolonged absence of the cue, the individual's habit may subside. A routine is not dependent on a cue. So that a routine is something that you do regardless of the preceding event to, to trigger it. As part of a major study, on average, it took 66 days before habits became automatic for participants. So if you're trying to build a new routine or a new habit, on average, it's going to take 66 days. That's 66 days of, let's say, going for a run before waking up and going for a run is just going to happen automatically for you. And that's the average. 
Um, although not significant, physical activity behaviors, which are arguably more complicated than eating or drinking around a mealtime, took 1.5 times longer to become automatic than eating or drinking. So in the beginning, when you're trying to put routine into practice, schedule it, make it non-negotiable, and do it over and over and over again until it becomes automatic. In this same study, habit formation ranged from 18 to 254 days. So if you're trying to build a new routine of learning a new language, or you want to get in better shape, or you want to eat better, it's going to take time. And that could be up to a year of doing these things over and over and over again on a daily basis. However, don't be discouraged. Not performing the behavior one day did not have lasting effects on the time to form the habit. So perfect adherence does not need to be a goal or expectation for a patient. And by patient, in this context, we're talking about you and me trying to form routines when we're in an uncertain environment. So it does, we can make mistakes. We don't have to do the same thing every single day, and we don't have to follow our routine consistently every single day. However, we will form a habit quicker the more often we do it. Another approach is to train patients to plan out decisions prior to being faced with the decision. So I'm going on a trip. Here are all the things that could happen. Um, I can end up being bumped to business class and booze is free. Well, um, if that happens, I'm not going to drink because I need to be productive on the plane because I have these three things that I want to accomplish. Or I want to feel refreshed when I arrive at my destination because I have an early flight and so I want to get a workout in when I land, or et cetera, et cetera. So we talked about this a little bit in the, the uh, episode on the negative effects of chaos that we did previously last week. Um, but going through the mental permutations of all the events that could happen can reduce the decision fatigue when we actually get there because we've premeditated the decision that we want to make. And so it makes it much easier to make it once we finally get there. Preparing meals ahead of time, looking at the menu on the way to a restaurant to decide on a healthy choice, packing a lunch instead of purchasing one, scheduling an exercise class or time to work out with a friend and so on, all can help remove decisions from an individual's day. When they talk here about a vacation, they may completely disrupt someone's routine, making it less likely for him or her to maintain certain lifestyle behaviors. In this case, it's important to determine how one's routine will be reestablished on their routine on their return. So sometimes when we travel for work, it feels like one big vacation, and not in the sense that it always feels relaxing like a vacation does, but it's hectic like a vacation does. We don't have our regular amenities. We don't have our regular routines. We don't have our regular food. We don't have a regular gym. Um, everything is foreign. All the environment is foreign. Even if hotels begin to look the same all the time, it's always different than the home environment. And every hotel is slightly different. Um, if you're like me, you've often forgotten, you've woken up in a hotel and forgotten what city you're in. Or you've walked into a hotel and you can't remember what room you're in because you've stayed in six different rooms in the last month. Um, and so all of these things are kind of like a vacation in how are we going to reestablish routine when we return? And that return is every single day for us. So how do we build these routines in and how do we ensure that they happen regardless of what's going on around us? So in conclusion, with this article, routines take time to establish. Adding in too many changes to a day will likely be difficult for the person to, to sustain and they may result in behavior relapse. Research consistently demonstrates that too much change, too fast, is likely to end without positive results. So keep that in mind. The antidote to chaos is routine, but don't put too much of it in too quickly.
if you're listening to this and you're like, Ooh, you know what, Rob, you're right. I got to build more routine practices into my travel schedule. Start with just one, you know, maybe it's packing your, your first meal of the day for every single day, or maybe it's, I'm going to make sure that I work out while I'm away, whether that's cardio or strength training while I'm on business trips, a workout becomes non-negotiable. Start with one, build it into your routine, make it a habit, and then build on that once it becomes a habit. If you try to implement proper nutrition, working out, journaling, meditating, you know, crawling home to your family six times a day, all of these things implemented at once will surely burn you out and you will end up back in a chaotic environment um, where you're not doing anything for your own good. So start slow, do one at a time, and just see what it does for you. If you enjoyed this, please reach out and let us know or share this podcast with your friends. That's it for today's episode, part two of four on chaos versus routine and its travel effects on our own personal health and happiness. Uh, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, uh, please check us out on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash at the road coach podcast. And if you love what we do and you'd like to support the show, help me keep doing what I'm doing, then please visit patreon.com slash the road coach podcast. Until next time, if you're like me and you're on the road, I hope you're not only surviving, but thriving, even when you're out of your element. Cheers.